0: a fam production furniture and mattress fam.news oh it's a dos Marco show sequoia capital released a report to its founders anchored around a quote from charles darwin it's not the strongest of the species that survives but the one most responsive to change Are nectar's headcount cuts an early response to change and if so, how can you prepare? The Dos Marco Show begins right now.
1: Welcome to the Dos Marco Show with Mark Kinsley and Mark Quinn, where mattress and furniture leaders gather to grow, get the inside scoop, tell stories, and take tequila shots. The galaxy's greatest mattress podcast has liftoff in...
0: If you hadn't heard the news yet, Resident, of the parent company of Nectar Mattress made headcount cuts at the executive level. And we started thinking about this as an early indication of other change in the pipeline. So we came across this report from Sequoia Capital to its founders talking about adaptability and how they can potentially prepare for a further downturn in the economy. We know the issues at play, uh, inflationary environment, We have a war we have gas prices that are spiking we have major supply chain issues that still continue to shake themselves out we have a labor shortage uh and now you know if you want to go buy a new house you know five percent coming up to six percent is going to be the new normal so the the quote in the sequoia capital debt quinn was all about adaptability so if you're a in a position of leadership or you're founder of a company they use the quote from Charles Darwin, it is not the strongest of the species that survive, nor the most intelligent, but the one most responsive to change. And they sometimes call that survival of the quickest. And they had this great chart that basically outlined, you know, a company that waited too long to make any type of change, and the stair step decline in revenue and eventual drop off versus a company that made an early change and had a major reduction in revenue, maybe a reduction in staff, and then an incremental growth path that got them back to a neutral period of time. When you think about acting and reacting quickly, survival of the quickest as a concept, where does your head go? It goes
2: to a place of caution because the, the, I, I'm, I'm about speed and being able to react to things in the market. I think that's important. No question about it. The problem with it is if you act too quickly, that could also be a problem. Right, and so if there's a fluctuation in the market, if something's happening, I've seen people cut. I've seen people add capacity. Um, all you know, betting on the come or anticipating a bigger issue, and they get too far in front of it, and it's a problem. So the timing is critical, obviously. But for Nectar to try and be in front of it, I think you know some of the, the inputs they're thinking about. Mark are. Okay. So to your point, like there is a a war in Ukraine, that's not going to go away. You've got gas prices. Uh, Don't hear anything about, you know, the solution for that. At least I haven't. Uh, Inflation, haven't heard anyone really, you know, posting up any (laughs) solutions for any of that. So from their perspective, like, yeah, this isn't going to like reconcile itself anytime soon. So I think from their perspective, acting quickly is, you know, probably just fine because, the market conditions are such that support that kind of move. And I think a lot of people are thinking that, Kinsley, like, you know, it's it's time to start looking at it. Unfortunately, uh, that's the case. But, you know, you got to be strong in your move as a leader. Uh, you got to be definitive um, and you got to do what's right. And, you know, the hard part of it, I think, Mark, is that a lot of people do stuff like that and they're crushed. And it's very difficult because it's people. You know, we know people that had to, uh, that that were let go uh, at Resident, Bob Munkle being one. I mean, the Furniture Today release on him (laughs) or on the Nectar, you know, uh, cutting of people almost sounded like a a Bob Munkle shout out. Hey, he's open. He needs a job kind of thing. And Bob knows a lot of people. I don't know that he probably needed that. But uh, anyway, I thought it was funny how that read. But, you know, they're people that we know, but still a company has a responsibility to the rest of the people inside the organization. So when they have to reconcile headcount, you know, it's a tough decision, but they're also trying to do it to benefit the greater good. So it's tough, man, it's tough. Where's your head with it? Like, do you think they did it too quick? Do you think this is, you know, them just being in front and and other companies are gonna be following? Like, what are your thoughts?
0: There is history. We've been through some major economic crashes. And if you look back at 2008, Sequoia at least pointed out that the companies that cut and were efficient ended up better off. And so if you do take a longer time timeline horizon uh, for this recovery to happen, um, it seems that it is going to take quite a bit of time. It's not going to be that V recovery that we saw whenever the pandemic uh, got the big injection of cash that went into, uh, went into people's bank accounts. And there are a bunch of other factors beyond that. Uh, but there is history here. I mean, I look, you, know, you think back at 2008, you think about, Uh, the recessionary environment and the climate that we were in there and companies had to cut. I remember a friend of mine uh, ran a business and they had about 70 employees and they went to a four-day work week just so they could keep all their employees on board. They said, if we make it through this and we will, we're going to be stronger than than any of our competitors. And since then, they've gone on uh, to have an incredible business. And so that was certainly true while some of their competitors uh, laid people off, you know, lost headcount, uh, didn't have you know that that institutional knowledge that you get with longer-term workers. Uh, so, so I think there are ways to cut, and maybe that's the exercise that you could do. And it's just something to think about. Do the cut exercise, your projects, your R&D, your marketing, all your expenses. And if you look at that and you're ready to do it within 30 days so you can avoid any type of death spiral, then at least you've done the exercise on paper and you're not having to be reactionary because... Uh, you know if you believe some of the some of the charts that Sequoia put out, for example it 's like I said people who had that big dip in revenue or business because they did make cuts were able to survive that longer term horizon and get the recovery. Whereas if you do wait too long and if you get into a cash flow storm uh, that 's really difficult to get out of um, now, you can take on debt and there are some other levers that you can pull, but I would say if I was in this situation. I wouldn't want to be too optimistic just because it does seem that the environment does not lend itself to quick recovery. So I would want to be doing that exercise on paper. Um, and then when you have you know, six months of cash left, your focus is going to become incredible. And so go ahead and get that focus now, regardless of how much money you have in the bank, uh, so that you don't have to be reacting to that. And, and then look, when you're in that position, whether you have to make those cuts or not, you've got your focus, you understand your cash cycle. Um, you, you can look, you know, there's a, there's a quote by a race car driver says, Hey, you cannot take overtake 15 cars in sunny weather, but you can do it when it's raining. And so when it starts raining, if you're more prepared, you're not just going to survive, you're going to win. And I think that's, that's how I look at this environment. I'm like, how can you not just survive, but how can you win? And and you got to embrace reality whenever it hits you.
2: I don't. I think that's bullshit. Like I'm not passing 15 cars in the rain. Come on, are you passing 15 cars in the rain? Are you driving a Formula One car and you're gonna like go out and pass people on the turn and you got slicks on and it's raining outside and you're gonna go right in the wall, Kinsley?
0: Hey, here's what happens. If you're, it's it's the prepared person that wins in a fight. So. If I'm getting prepared now before the rain hits, I'm saying, hey, guys, put some water on the track. Make it rain. Get the fire hose out here. I want to be the best driver in the rain possible so that on that rainy day, I can get that checkered flag. That's what we're doing right now. I think people are saying, spray some water on the tracks. Let me drive in it. That way I can practice for what it's going to be like when these conditions are really bad. So the one who is best prepared is going to win that fight. And I think preparation right now... And confronting reality is going to prepare your mind, prepare your team, prepare your company. So if you yeah. if you see it coming, I, I I don't think it's a stick your head in the sand moment.
2: No, it's not. And uh, I, I think you're right. I was getting like you know I, I've been watching that Formula One series on Netflix, and there's one episode where they're in the rain, and this guy like just you know seriously goes after it in the rain, and he did take the opportunity, but he had the right tires on. And in the right scenario, right? And so uh, anyway, you're right, being prepared and strategically thinking through it. Like he put his tires, his rain tires on at the right time. The other guys didn't. So anyway, um, enough of that. I I think another thing in the downturn, like right now, so back to the people and reconciling the people part of it, like making sure that you look at where your big rocks are and making sure that you understand where your key result areas are and, and not... Uh, letting go of resources in those areas, right? So being strategic in who you're letting go, obviously. But the other part, you know, in a downturn, I think it's always interesting is I watch people when things slow down, the people who are aggressive, Mark, who play offense, who get more aggressive with inventory positions, with um, hiring good players that come into the market because other people have let them go leaning into their marketing and social media strategies because they know everyone else is going to slow down. Like, I think those are the things that I enjoy watching at times like this too, because who are the ballers out there? Who's going to really be aggressive when the opportunity presents itself? Stock prices are low, buy heavy, and come out of it looking better, right? Isn't that how it works also?
0: Yeah. In the Sequoia report, I like how they put preparing your company. talked a lot about cash flow uh so cash and cash flow but they also talked about some this concept of create financial degrees of freedom Mm. and so this is a scenario where hey take it from the mattress industry there's a good better best so for example how do you create financial degrees of freedom well the best possible scenario earn more customers uh airbnb is an example of that they pivoted to more long-term stays during the downturn so they're trying to get more people to stay for longer periods of time and they were very successful at that during the, the COVID shutdowns and the downturn because people wanted to get out of their house, but they couldn't be around other people. So they couldn't go to these big hotel properties. So that was a financial degree of freedom, uh, freedom for them. Um, Zappos, whenever things went in the can in 2008, they increased their selection and worked very, very hard on their average order value. So just like you said, taking bigger inventory positions, continuing to have great product. And then whenever somebody does come into the store, Trying to get that average order value, that that ticket up each and every time. So focusing on that now. Um, other ways to create the, uh, these financial degrees of freedom: um, just improve your unit economics. You know, can you reduce you know some of your spend in certain areas? Can you improve your ROI? Can you get payback? You know, like Zappos did on a customer's first order, which is very hard. You know, it's, a lot of times people are looking at lifetime value, um, and then you get into the excess. Like, what what is the excess that we can cut? And the, the thing is, whenever you have constraints, your creativity can flourish. You know, it's like if Mickey Mantle didn't have a fence up, he'd just be hitting balls 600 feet into the spring river. But a fence put up allows you to know what's a home run. So put those constraints on your team and get as creative as possible. And then you got you to gotta do a reset if things start to get real and you're facing cuts and business is starting to suffer. And when when I say that, you got to bring your team back together and remind them of the purpose. The purpose behind your business, why are you here, the the change that you make in people's lives, and you got to be sure that you're living out that mission that you have as an organization and make sure everybody's playing money ball with you, right? Put everybody on the same team. How do we get more creative and how do we cut expenses? How do we sell more? How do we increase tickets? All the things that we're talking about doing. Now's the time to plan for that.
2: Yeah. And look, I mean, you should have been planning, right, a long time ago, probably. I mean, we knew that there was rough water coming for 60 to 90 days. So, and I'm sure, you know, people listening to this have been planning. Um, I think it's just hard, Mark. I think the people part of it's hard. I mean, we're talking, you know, in this audience, we're really blessed with a lot of the independent retailers out there who, you know, work hard they their generational businesses. and. Mm-hmm. When I did the the stuff um, with nationwide early on where I was going city to city and we were talking about you know some of these things uh, the people side of the business and the challenges of getting people to come work you know when you talk to the people that own these companies out there who are in our category it's very hard um you know they've got people who aren't producing they've got people who you know maybe they've been with them fifteen 20 years and it just turns out the last year they haven't been doing great or they're not like those are the hardest issues, I think, based on my time with independent retailers that they face. So this is no small thing, and um, you know, believe it or not, it's it's in your best interest as it is in the employee's best interest um, to do it quickly if you have to do it. Um, obviously, being direct and, um, and 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 communicate it well internally as well as externally, um, and show them as much respect as you can as as they're exiting, but. Uh, and then set them up if you can, like help them find the next thing, if that's even possible, right? And so um, everything you can do to just know, though, that sometimes doing that is maybe in the best interest of that person, but definitely in the best interest of the company overall. And that's almost how you have to look at it, because if not, it'll it'll paralyze you uh, in terms of the, the negative that it's going to cause to you and your soul, essentially, letting go of people you know and probably care about.
0: Yeah, and I know that if it's somebody that needs to go, you know, sometimes companies use um, you know these type of events as a way to realign. And maybe it's not even not even the person; maybe it's just the direction of the company and and where they're seeing the most opportunity. I do tend to believe that it's very hard to cut your way to a better business. Oh. I mean, I think it's still important to focus on your future. You know, get crystal clear on your. Unique position in your marketplace. What you do better than anybody else, and then put your resources into doing that. You know, sometimes it is a bit of a reset because you say we got to get back to what we do best. We got to stop the pursuit of more and start to pursue better. Um, and just just get real with yourselves. And and hey, a lot of times uh, it's bringing people together to you know let them use their creative talents and their gifts and and what they bring to the table to get more aggressive with your business before you have to get into the conversations about layoffs or, or, or you know, right-sizing your workforce. So, uh, a lot for you here to chew on. Um, but, but we definitely want to bring realities to the forefront. It reminds me of, you know, of a story and it's not, not a story everybody loves to hear, but it was a story about Admiral James Stockdale and he was, uh, it's actually, it's, this story's in good degree if you read that book, but he was the highest ranking uh, US military officer held as a POW in Vietnam. And he was there from 1965, to 1973. He was tortured over and over again. And he made it out while a lot of people didn't. And when he was asked about that, he said, who didn't make it out? He said, it was the, the blind optimist. They, they were the ones that said, I'm going to get out by Christmas. Christmas would come and go, and they still weren't out. So they'd say, "We're going to be out by Easter," and Easter would come and go, and then Thanksgiving, and on and on and Went. He said they died of a broken heart. Uh, but he went on to try and tell his fellow prisoners. He told them, "We are not getting out by Christmas. Deal with it." So, whenever it comes time to hunker down, you got to get your mind right, and you got to say, "Good, good. What does this allow us to do? What does this allow us as an organization to do?" So I know that this is more of a heavy time that we're facing as an industry, uh, but just know that, that we're here for you as a sounding board. Anytime we can connect dots for you, uh, whether it's you know somebody who's been let go from an organization, uh, we've been having lots of those phone calls, you and I both, uh, we're here to help in any way we can because we as an industry need to reemerge stronger and better. And this is a time when we can get back to what we do best, which is I think, and I know you and I both talked about this, Making sure we are positioning the mattress as a wellness item. Health and wellness still matters more than anything to people at a, on a global scale. If you don't have your health, you don't have anything. And we are positioned to elevate the importance of the products we sell and connect it to health and emotion.
2: You know, I, and I want to add one thing to this before we kind of roll out of this topic, Mark. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you're in jeopardy, or you think you might be, take a minute and really think about like your profile on LinkedIn, right? Because guys, there's a lot of really cool conversations happening on LinkedIn. There's a lot of really good conversations happening on Facebook. Um, LinkedIn uh, fam has a great page in both Facebook and on LinkedIn. And it's okay to go on some of these threads and make comments and, you know, like comment on other people's comments and encourage them and, it's okay to have a question or not agree with everything, but put yourself out there a little bit, build your network and make sure your own personal brand is healthy. And if you, you know, if you, if you get to a point where you need a job, but throughout the last six months, you've never like stayed connected with people and reached out and encouraged them and supported them. And then by the time you need something, you're going to be cold calling somebody going, Hey, I, boy, I, I, Miss talking to you for a year. Hey, by the way, I need your help. I need it. Like, you know, like be good at staying connected to people because at the end of the day, it's what it's all about. It's about that connection to people. And and uh, when the time comes and you need that help, if you've been maintaining those relationships and feeding those relationships, you're going to be in a hell of a lot better situation than those that are not so just a thought for you go on the fam's linkedin page and engage we'd love to hear from you
0: yeah it's easy to get to we've always got it linked up on fam.news and you can also text us your thoughts or you can send us an email uh how are you thinking about the next 6 12 18 months how are you preparing your business what are you doing with your people how are you thinking about your inventory and your merchandising holler at us text us we got a lot of different ways you can get a hold of us and uh, make sure you're subscribed to the Dos Marcos show and the all new fam marketing podcast with uh, myself and Adrian Woods, uh, which is out there rolling. And and we also have the new fam marketing, actually it's called Shake Your Marketing Moneymaker, a newsletter that's coming out every Friday to give you tips and ideas uh, to keep your creative saw sharpened. Quinn, until next time, looking good in that brand new shirt, man.
2: (laughs) Thank you. Hey. The color in your face, I like it. Is that going to turn brown at some point? Do you think? <laughs> it's
0: just—it <laughs> looks just like someone
2: just, just went, smacked you right on the forehead. I don't, that doesn't. Oh look, man, like, I'm worried I, I, about you. You got to put some lotion and stuff. I got it too, though. I got too much, like sun, but you
0: just—you just you just and you just look great. You look like you've been hanging out on the islands. <laughs> I look like I—I I, uh, you know the fair-skinned Irishman that walked outside and got one glimpse of the sun and you know turned into a red popsicle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love it. Well, hopefully you didn't get too much sun over the fall, uh, the last weekend. And if you did, uh, put some of that moisturizer on. Guys, we love all of you that are listening. We are nothing unless we have this audience. You're part of that. You're part of our fam. God bless. Have a great week. And uh, no matter where you are listening to us on a, pot, on a treadmill, working your butt off, sweating, trying to get those pounds off, or you're driving a car, uh, be safe until next time.
1: You can bounce on it. What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Count your like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool as ice, and I'm hot like a heater. Bounce by the ounce, now, now we got, got it by the leader. Well, you take a
2: spring and you wrap it up right. You can sleep so smooth, a bounce all night. Yeah. Put the two together, get a whole lot more. Get the feel of the comfort
1: core. You can bounce on it. Lay back, you don't have to crack it.
2: Yeah. Get together to do it like I did everybody get hybrid. Hi,
1: hi, 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 hybrid. If you want somebody to get in your vicinity, you probably wanna feel a little bit of a hybridity from alone out of a- one star springs and foam we're taking care of that lumbar mad back support the best way to shack up or just get rest that won't mess your back up like a hot chick mix with a particle physicist or a mullet party in the back of the business best of both worlds like mars and venus the ultimate hybrid nothing
2: short of genius keeping it loose while keeping it tight we can make you sleep or play all night
1: Cool. You can bounce on it. Oh. No stopping when the beat gets played back, springs keep it popping, foam keeps it laid back. Party over here, get invited, everybody get high. Is where the magic is. And we just killed a A song song
0: about about mattresses. mattresses.